Romans chapter 12. Have you ever changed your mind on something? I hope so. That proves that you're not set in your ways, huh? The Bible tells us in Proverbs to beware, though, of someone that's given to change. Uh, that's, not, that's not what I'm talking about this morning. I'm going to talk about us having a changed mind in order to grow. Um, a changed mind in order to have the mind of Christ. So in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brother... So he's talking to Christians, right? He's calling them brothers, brethren, brothers and sisters. By the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He talks about having a mind changed, a renewed mind, a, a transformed mind. He says that if we're not careful, that we can be conformed uh, to the thinking of this world. And, and quite frankly, all of us will be, if not intentional. I and mean, that is just the, the natural way of things. If, you're, if we're going to receive salvation, if we're going to be born again in Christ Jesus, this, this requires a changed mind, doesn't it? It really does. The Bible says in Romans 10.10, 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Salvation is so simple, but it is a change of heart. And the heart and the mind, they are connected pretty closely, are they not? He says, hey, there's a change of heart, there's a change of mind. No greater example, I don't think, in the Bible than the person who wrote this book of Romans and, and Paul, who was Saul, who persecuted the church of God, right? And then he's on, his road, on the way to Damascus and what happened? He saw the light. You know? And what happened at his conversion? He had a change of heart. Would you not agree? He had a changed mind. He went from persecuting the church to being a blessing, being a help, and giving his life in service for the church. That's a changed heart, changed mind. He had a whole, after his coming to Christ, after that time with the Lord, he had a whole different mentality. He was transformed. You know, it's with our mind that we make our decisions, that we have feelings, that we have uh, affections, right? And if we have an earthly mind, a mind that is only down here, then uh, it's hard to see that other dimension that the Lord would have us to. That's why He calls us to a renewed mind, a new mind in Christ. It gives us a new perspective. Right? In Philippians chapter 2, the Bible says, Let this mind, talking to Christians again, talking to believers just like Paul was in Romans, let this mind be in you, 
which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. We believe that Jesus Christ was God, right? Made Himself of no reputation. You know, that's a mindset, is it not? To humble yourself that low? There has never been anyone who has humbled themselves more than God becoming man. The Creator coming down to earth and becoming man. Why? For us. For salvation. He says, uh, made Himself of no reputation and took upon Him the form of a servant. And being found in likeness of man, He uh, uh, fashioned His man. He humbled Himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. The mindset of Christ Jesus is the mindset that you and I are being transformed into, hopefully. When we call ourselves Christians, when we call ourselves followers of Christ, that means that something changes in our mind. That's a transformation (coughs) that happens through walking with Christ. The Bible tells us in Romans 8 that that the, the carnal mind, or the earthly mind, the fleshly mind, is at odds, or is at enmity, or is an enemy of God. That's pretty serious to think that, you know, there's a part of us that if we were to think naturally without the Word of God or without the Spirit of God, that that we would be uh, going the wrong way. We would be going the wrong direction. That's earthly thinking. What is earthly thinking? It is it doesn't consider God, right? If we're just if if, if we're just of thinking what we can see and experience and look at just in our little world, right? We don't consider God. He says in Romans chapter 11, the verses right before Romans 12 that we just read, he said, he asked this question, who hath known the mind of the Lord? In other words, we as humans, we're so limited How can we know the mind of an infinite, all-knowing, eternal God? How can we know that? And then he tells us in in 1 Corinthians that the natural man, that means us, the natural man receiveth not the things that are of God. They're foolishness unto them. Neither can they know them because they're spiritually discerned. But then he tells us this, that once we have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God that, that can live inside of us as believers, as Christians, the Spirit of God knows the mind of God. You say, how, how do we understand, how do we get to know the mind of God through the Spirit of God that indwells us? And He'll begin to reveal it to us. He'll begin to open up our eyes through faith and through the Word of God and reveal to us the mind of God, the mind of Christ. And this does not happen in a natural sense and in the natural realm. And I'm telling us, it will change our mind. We'll have a change. We'll have a changed mind, a different way of thinking. What if we were to want to know how or what God thinks? Where would we look? The Bible, right? That seems simple. The Bible says uh, in Proverbs three five through seven and. And by the way, I said uh, at the beginning of the year, hopefully these are our verses uh, to go 
through 2016 with. And they're simple. Many of you know them. But it's Proverbs 3, 5, 6, and 7. Trust in the Lord with all that heart. Lean not to our own understanding. Different mindset. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. You know what that is? That is considering God in our decisions and in our feelings and in our direction and in our path and in our life. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and here's the promise that He gives if we do. And He shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. As we begin to consider Him, as we begin to seek God, we begin to have a changed mind. He'll begin to reveal to us His truth. It is a willing mind that the Bible talks about. It is a ready mind that the Bible talks about. In other words, is our mind not, you know, are we not just looking for change, but are we willing as we uh, take a look into God's Word and as the Holy Spirit of God reveals truth to us, are we willing to have a changed mind? You know, faith Thinking that we talked about last week, faith, it would be, it's radically different than earthly, worldly thinking, isn't it? It's, it there's, it's, a, it's a big difference between the two. This mindset, this changed mind, transformed mind, will change and affect our service with the Lord. Turned out, you're still in Romans 12, just look at verse 3 now. We've read verses 1 and 2. In verse 3, he says, For I say through the grace given me unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according, to, to, according as God hath dealt every man a measure of faith. So in other words, he's saying, Hey, and don't think high, humble thinking. Don't think too highly of ourselves. Right? And then to have uh, faith. To begin to believe and trust God in faith. And then he says, talking to believers, talking to Christians, for as we have many members in one body, and all members do not have the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let them prophesy according to the portion of faith. You know what he's saying here? Hey, every believer, every every believer that's in Christ Jesus is part of the body of Christ. We're all connected together in service, but we don't all have the same function, right? Wouldn't it be weird if we did? If, if there was a body and, you know, as he says in Corinthians, you know, all, everyone's not an ear. You know, everyone's not a foot, right? We all have, we all work together. We all work together in the same service and unity for the Lord. You know, that's a mindset. When we begin to get the mind of Christ, we begin to become a bit humble and faithful and willing to work together for His purpose and His cause. Willing to come together and see how God has created us, how God has purposed us, what God has for us to do 
for his service and for his work as he does. He has a purpose for you. He has something for you. Right? We believe that, don't we? Absolutely. He says, he just gives some examples of let him that prophesieth, uh, verse 7, or, or ministry, let him wait on the ministering. He that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. He gives these examples of how to do this in the body of Christ. You know what that is? That's creating a culture, right? Of unity of all having the same purpose, all coming together for, hey, there's, there, this is bigger than just us. When we, come, when, we come to the, when we come together to glorify God here in this building, this is bigger than just us. It's about Him. It's about Him. If we ever lose sight of that, we, we've lost sight. That the church is the bride of Christ. That the church is about Him. It's not always about us. We do get benefits from it. Believe you me. We do. But it's about Him. And when we make it about Him, we get the most fulfillment. We get the most joy out of it. It just works together. In unity. And then he goes on to say, how believers, how Christians... Uh, can treat each other within the body of Christ. In verse 9, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one, uh, uh, one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. You see how this begins to work? It becomes a, a, a unit. And you know what we do? We begin to prefer one another. Put, you know, put others first. In Christ Jesus. Isn't that a beautiful thing? When it works that way, and you know what it does? When it works that way, it brings honor to God. He loves it. He loves it to see His body, the one that He paid for, purchased with His own blood, from the cross of Calvary, coming together, and unity to love each other, prefer each other, and to serve Him in faith. He says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Can you picture that? Fervent in spirit. You know what I mean? Excited about it? Excited about excited about serving the Lord, isn't that isn't that wonderful? Like, uh, are you are you are you seeing what I'm seeing? <laughs> People that are, are glad to be a part of the body of Christ. Amen. People that are glad to be a part of what God's doing in the world. That they really feel like that they've been called to be the light of the world, and in their in their in their soul they feel a urgency and a fervor and a and a fire. To see God work. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, he says in verse 12. Patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of the saints. Given to hospitality. 
Bless them that persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Weep with them that weep. Isn't that neat when a body does that? When someone's happy, instead of looking at them and saying, oh, you know, I wish there something good would happen to me. You know? Instead of seeing that, say, rejoice with them that rejoice. Right? And weep with them that weep. Feeling the pain of the body. And, and truthfully, you don't have to fake that. Because if you're, if you're a part of the body and part of the other body is hurting, you truthfully do hurt. Right? I mean, if you smash your thumb, the whole body feels it. And that's what it should be. It shouldn't be, oh, I feel sorry for you in a, in a fake way. It should be something that you're like, man, I, I hurt because part of the body hurts. He says, verse 16, be of the same, what? Mind. One toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. How are we going to be in the same mind? Don't be wise in our own mind. Don't be wise in our own carnal, earthly, worldly mind. Pretending that we have all the answers. Right? You know what we have to draw from in our earthly, worldly mind? We have to draw from maybe our experiences, which are limited. They really are. Um, our feelings. Just, just what we have in our, in our grasp. But if we begin to look at what the Lord has, His wisdom, His understanding, and we begin to have His mind, do you not believe that that that's, opens us up to a whole new dimension? It does, doesn't it? He opens us up to this whole new dimension. It will affect how we treat each other. It will affect how we see things. Our perspective will change. A mind change is a perspective change, right? In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1, he says, If you be risen with Christ, hey, as believers, as Christians, do we fear death? No, we don't like the process. But we have hope of what happens after death, do we not? We are risen with Christ. That's why we're meeting on Sunday morning. Because 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ rose on Sunday morning. He rose from the dead. And we're risen with Christ Jesus. We have the hope of that. He says, uh, seek those things. If If you're born again, seek those things that are above. He says, set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. Is that a mindset? When you begin to set your affections on things that are above, that instead of all day, every day, all week, all year, that our affections are on this earthly stuff, and our whole being is wrapped up in earthly things, but yet we then see the eternal, and our affection then begins to go on to the eternal, and the eternal things. He says, if you're risen with Christ, we have a different position in the universe at salvation, which will probably give us a different position on issues because of our position in Christ. Are you willing? Are you willing to have a mind change? Change is hard sometimes. Overcoming tradition, overcoming just what we've always done or how we've always seen it, 
That can be tough at times. But are we willing to take a look at the Scripture and say, alright, I'm willing to change. I'm willing to change my mind and my mindset because of the Scripture. How are we changed? It's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's a work of the Holy Ghost in us. The Bible says in, in Titus chapter 3, but after the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. How did the kindness of God appear? He came through Jesus Christ. The gift, the free gift of salvation. He says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. You say that word saved, what's it mean? It means to be brought back, brought back to Christ, brought back into fellowship with Christ that was broken because of sin. We can be saved. We can have eternal life. We can know that. And you say, how does that happen? Through good works? No. It doesn't. He makes it clear. Through keeping the law of Moses? No. He makes it clear. It comes by grace through faith. And we receive His Spirit. We receive God's Spirit. And you know what begins to happen? We, we begin to then walk after the Spirit that dwells that us, that lives with us. His presence is with us. God is with us. And He'll lead us and guide us. And, and it'll begin to transform our mind. I hate to say this, but some folks say about Christians that they're brainwashed. <laughs> But sometimes we need a little we need a little scrubbing in the brain. Sometimes the stinking thinking isn't always all that great, you know? Sometimes we need a little cleaning up. Maybe not sound good, I don't know. So how do we do that? How do we do that? I'm not brainwashing, trust me. This is all Bible here. <laughs> Romans, how do you do this? How do you do this? Romans chapter twelve. He says, Present yourselves to God. That's what we're going to do. You say, how do we close this message? What do I take away from this? Submit yourself to God. I don't know where you're at. We're all probably in different places in our lives going through different things. You may be here this morning and there's never been a time that you surrendered your life to God for salvation. You've never been born again. You've never experienced that cleansing and forgiveness that He offers through salvation. Present yourself to God. Say, God, there I am. I, I accept it. I know that it's a free gift. I know that you're offering it. God, I present myself to you. I accept it. Maybe you're like what Paul was writing to, the already believers, the already, the ones that have already received Christ. And we're trying to live the Christian life, but we're trying to do it in our own strength and in our own mind and our own power. And so far, it's not been working very good. And we're realizing it. We're saying, Lord, I, I, I want to look at the Scripture. I want to follow the Holy Spirit. I want to renew it. I want to change mine. I want to see how you see. So that we're going to do just that. Have a moment of prayer. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Maybe we pray, God, make me, conform me into your image. Change us. Change us as you see fit. God, mold us. Mold us as you see fit. 
God, I want to, I want to think, and I want to know what you want me to know. I want to know your perfect will in my life. Therefore, God, I am presenting myself to you. Maybe you're here this morning, as I said, you don't know Christ as your Savior. While your head's bowed, your eyes closed, just pray and say, God, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Lord, come into my heart. Save me, please. I want to walk with you. I want you to be my Lord, and I want you to be my Savior. I'm presenting myself to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.